I'm Jenny. And we are two healthy chicks here on SM Enlightenment Radio. And we are talking about living a gluten-free life. So, Jenny, when we left off, um, we talked about celiac disease. But what about the non-celiac gluten sensitivities? Yeah, and I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, we did focus on celiac in the beginning in the first half. And so I definitely want to bring this up and and share about this. So then there's also the non-celiac gluten sensitivity, as you said. So symptoms of this can be, can range, have a huge range of things. It can be bloating, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain, headaches, migraines, like there's our bloating, not feeling good, uh, tiredness, skin problems, including rashes, psoriasis, depression, weight loss, iron deficiency, anemia, anxiety, autoimmune disorders, joint and pain, um, joint and muscle pain, leg or arm numbness, brain fog. So these are all things that can happen as a result of it. A person doesn't actually have celiac, but they do have things that result in they have reaction to gluten. So even though you essentially the entire rest of the population, (laughs) basically, (laughs) yes, we're saying even though you don't have celiac, you can still react to gluten. So it's worth it to find out if you do react to gluten. If you've never figured this out, we highly encourage you to to take gluten out for 30 days and and then put it back in and just really see. Because so many times, a lot of us are so quick to say, oh, well, I don't have an issue with it. Oh, what is this bad? Oh, this thing. And but until you do it, you don't know. Don't knock it because that's what I did. (laughs) That's what you did. That's what we all do, right? Because it's so much a part of our lifestyle and our diet. Like when you try to start getting away from it, you realize how hard it is because it's in everything. It's crazy, Um, really wild. So those are the kinds of symptoms that you have with a non-celiac gluten sensitivity, like you said, pretty much like everybody else. Um, But I did want to point out one other category that it is different from a wheat allergy. So a wheat allergy, you can have an an immediate reaction that requires medical attention due to a life-threatening symptom. So that's something like anaphylaxis, like that type of reaction that you might have to the wheat um, in a product or in something. So so there's, there's that as well. So I did want to point that out. And so going back to the non-celiac gluten sensitivity, like you said, the thing is, is that like we, we were just saying, gluten is in everything. It's, it's, it's not in everything, but it's in a lot of things and it's hard to get away from. But then there's a lot of foods that just have contaminants in them. And it's a lot of like products that have gluten in them, but um, they're just junk is a highly processed food. I'm thinking about like cereal and about um, a lot of the pastas and the pasta meals and things like that, that are just highly processed. Yes, they have gluten too, but you're, you have a lot of multiple issues in those containers and in those boxes. Yeah. So speaking of those like pastas and prepackaged things, like what are some of the pitfalls to avoid when going gluten-free? So yeah, very good question. And um, so the thing is, is don't, there's an interesting thing. Don't assume that things that seem like they should be gluten-free are actually gluten-free. Like I remember having this conversation with like my mom and with different people. They're like the carrots, like aren't the carrots gluten-free? I'm like, (laughs) 
Yeah, you would think, but you would be surprised because then there's a lot of companies that will line the bags of things that are gluten-free naturally, but they'll line the bag with gluten-containing ingredients for whatever reason, don't ask me why, but they do. So things like, it just seems so ridiculous to think like, why would there even be gluten in that? But um, for me, for someone that has celiac in their household that is buying for sure certified gluten-free products, I look for that certification. I look for that seal. So I don't make assumptions because I've seen too many crazy things. So that is the next thing is like when you have celiac or um, a definite allergy, like that gluten-free certification is key, is gold when you're looking at things. So for example, some odd things that have gluten in them that you wouldn't expect, okay? Twizzlers. <laughs> yes, Twizzlers. Um, I laugh because that's Sykes favorite snack. I'm gonna throw seriously? him all the way under the bus here. You know the family size pack that you can uh -huh. get at yep. any, you know, price club or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a weekend. Gone. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> now I will say he doesn't do it often. It's not like it's an every weekend thing, but oh, if I buy <laughs> it, it's gone. I digress. Continue. That's awesome. So yeah, so we are not we are not binging on Twizzlers in our house. Just saying, uh, <laughs> seasonings. You would be surprised. Yeah. Seasonings. They will put um, gluten in it. Um, envelopes. Oh, wait, I mean, I'm going to pa pause you right there because, and I mean, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but you mentioned season seasonings, and it just it triggered uh, something that I learned about recently. Wood chips in seasonings, like. Okay, so I see the smile on your face. You know what I'm talking about. And when I send it to someone else, they're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But it really makes a difference where you purchase your seasonings, what yeah. brands you buy. Like, who would think wood chips? There's wood chips in shredded cheese. And I was like, just going to say that. Yep. yep. What are we doing? What are we doing? I, and then to go back to you were talking about carrots being in a bag that's lined with gluten like it's not so far it doesn't make sense but it's not so far-fetched because when i stopped eating pork because you know that's you can find that everywhere it's not quite like gluten you can pretty much pick it out um most of the time because there's tons of things that are made with pork that you wouldn't even believe but you don't have beef sausage or turkey sausage in a pork casing what <laughs> help me understand like i don't so that is not far-fetched it makes zero sense but it's not far-fetched okay so i will uh going along that since you took us down this crazy path um i, I will go even further on this crazy path since the the okay so here's another one that i was like you have got to be kidding me this is beyond insane. But this is another thing that I learned in this whole process is that, okay, meat is another thing that you'll be like, oh, for sure, buying a hunk of meat would be gluten-free, would it not? So, well, not necessarily because you see there's this little practice that goes on that you look at like a steak and it looks like it's just one piece of steak, right? One thing. And, um, but in 
reality, what they did was they took pieces of meat and they took these little tiny pieces of tape and taped the pieces together to make it look like one piece of meat. And what is lining that tape? Gluten. So there's that. <laughs> so is the tape edible? Yes. You don't even know it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you like it is mind numbing when you start digging and you start understanding what is really in our foods, what the processes are, what is going on. It is like I would rather not know sometimes like, you know, but I mean, like, OK, so even just and then yeah. it, it also makes me wonder because this entire episode I've had in my mind, I'm like, you know, I don't want to like continually be known as this person that's like bashing Americans and what is in our food. But this is all I've been thinking the entire episode. Would you find that practice in Europe? Yeah. Would you like you definitely aren't going to find it in any any probably I would imagine. Of course, I can't speak to this 100 percent, but I can't imagine that you would find it anywhere on the continent of Africa. Like this doesn't make sense yeah and i don't get why it's okay yeah and and see and that's the thing and that's why that's why having shows like this and just having a conversation with people and people listening and and conversing with us and sharing with us and sharing this information with other people is what makes a difference because like I didn't know these things until I needed to, right? I had a reason to, like, I was just living my life, doing my American thing and, you know, just have cereal with milk for breakfast because that's what we all do. And maybe have a bagel with butter on it. And because yeah, this is what we do. In your cereal, you'll but, be fine. Yes, exactly. Why would you, now I'm learning, I'm like, I need to start my day with protein. Protein is more important to me. Like I, I need to keep that sustained energy instead of the sugary carbs. And so there's just so much to it, like health wise. And so as we learn, once you know these things, you can't unknow them. So like, and once I know them, then I feel obligated to share them, which is why we're doing this, which is why we're having a podcast. And, and it's to let you know, like, what could your life feel like? What could you do better? Once you know these things, and once you have an understanding of what life is like for someone who has celiac, or what life is like when you take gluten out and put it back in and see what it does to you. And we're not necessarily saying don't eat gluten for the rest of your life. But what we're saying is take it out, take the time to take it out of your diet, then put it back in and understand what is doing to your body. Because you might not have any reaction. You might find out that you do experience some bloating. You might, and because here's my reality. And Ayana, you can share yours. I know you've shared in a lot of other episodes about your experiences, but my experience was I had a lot of digestive inside issues going on my whole entire life. I knew it. I was uncomfortable. I was not regular. I didn't feel good, but I, I never, I, I kept asking for help, but no, just have more fiber, drink more water, eat more greens. Like that's all I was ever told until I finally was. And, and literally it was until my kids started having these issues. I took dairy out and that was my first like aha moment. I'm like, oh, this is what life can be like. I feel amazing. <laughs> know you could feel this good but the thing is you don't know what you don't know right like no. i would see all these commercials for metamucil and fiber and i'm like why are there so many commercials for fiber on tv you know but like now i know because americans have digestive issues i, I just heard um yukon has like i think it's yukon like they're opening up this huge digestive um um 
hospital here, like just or like research center, whatever, like just got announced. I've heard it and I'm just like, you know, here it is. Like we're finally like there's real digestive issues in yeah. America. And like, let's stop and look at why is this? And I firmly believe based on my personal experience and based on research I've done, our diet has so much to do with it. You change your diet, you change your health, you can change your life. And this is one place to look at. You might be having an issue with gluten and not even realize it. And so that's the point of tonight is to, to educate you on those possibilities, not just to learn about celiac, because I know celiac only affects a small percent, but these are reasons why you are seeing so much gluten-free things pop up, why you're hearing more about it, because people are having real issues. Right, right. Yeah, that's, you know, it's it's lovely to hear that, you know, there is a healthcare facility that's coming just focusing specifically on digestive health because, you know, like we've said in many episodes before, 80% of disease can be found, you know, in the gut. It stems from the gut. So this is like our kind of our gut brain, so to speak, you know, Um but it is still somewhat frustrating. And I guess this is the difference between like focusing on the glass being half full and the glass being half empty. It's like, great. After generations of poisoning us, now let's take a look and see what's going on and what's harming us and what we can do about it. And will we do anything about it? Or again, that's a whole nother episode, but is it more profitable to not do anything about it? I digress. But oh. that is agreed. And that is also where the education as a consumer and then where we put our money goes matters. So if we start choosing gluten-free products, if we start choosing more green leafy vegetables and fruits and like if this is what we start showing demand for, then things will change. But it, it has to come from the consumers, but we have to be educated first. And that's what we are trying to do is help educate people. Absolutely. I literally earlier this week posted um, a quote from the book that we were reading in our book club. Mm -hmm. um, and it was about why should you buy organic? And I have never taken the time to actually look it up and figure it out. I just felt like, okay, you know what? I probably should be buying organic. So I'm going to do that. And yes, it costs more, but I'm just going to mm -hmm. believe that this is better for my family, better for me. Um, and of course, you know, I stay throwing sites under the bus. I really do love you, baby. Like I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not just being mean, but he frequently will say, does it really matter? And now I actually know that it does because just like you said, where we put our money matters, buying organic forces other plants and farms that have these genetically modified plants and everything to produce less. Buying organic creates better soil. There's a whole, it, it whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where That's a whole other episode. It is. It <laughs> is. And I think we have another idea for season yeah. two because um, yeah. we are all booked for season one, just so you know. So you told us some of the pitfalls. Now, of course, we like to end on a cheery note. Give us some tips on how to succeed transitioning to a gluten-free lifestyle. Because it can be, you know, just like you said, an emotional issue and the transition can be difficult. Yeah. 
For sure. Absolutely. So the first thing is definitely have a mental commitment. So I mentioned my commitment was kind of ish there, but then when my daughter was diagnosed with celiac, that was like, that's it. 100% like mama bears in town and like we're going at this. So whatever your level of commitment is, be mentally committed, make that commitment um, to choosing better products to choosing better things to having a better healthier lifestyle um and so i would also suggest to connect with other people that are like-minded so whether that's in facebook groups or finding actual real life friends that um think the same way that are doing the same thing people who are committed to the gluten-free lifestyle um enlist their help as much as possible and then just experiment with different brands to find the ones that you like i would caution you with going hog wild on everything, all the gluten-free brands, because again, then you're getting into a lot of processed foods as well. But at the same time, like it's nice to have that alternative. And especially with kids, it's nice to have the gluten-free cookie or this or that. But I wouldn't say it's like to have that all the time. It's nice to have on the go, but just experiment and find out the ones that you like. Get different cookbooks. My daughter loves to uh, loves to bake and loves to cook. And so so we've gotten our gluten-free, dairy-free cookbooks and she is an amazing baker. So um, making recipes they're very impressive yes. I mean, it's coming from someone who might bake like once or twice a year but that's not the point i can recognize <laughs> talent i mean she, like she even did chocolate shavings and we don't even have anything to do the shavings like i'm like i don't know how you did that i've never done that so and i love to bake so i'm like she's so good so um another thing i would say is um get some apps that are helpful so i will recommend two apps um the gluten-free scanner and find me gluten-free so with a gluten-free scanner is I have it on my phone and when I'm in the store, I can scan the barcode of a product and then um, it um, tells me if there's possible gluten contaminants in it or not. So that is a really helpful thing. Um, so yeah, in summary, just find your go-to brands, find your go-to people, find those restaurants that are um, clear. Um, definitely uh, seek me out. I can give you tons of tips and tons of ideas. But just overall, just I really ask you to be understanding and encouraging of those who are gluten-free. Um, many might not be doing it by choice and perhaps even um, you know, you even might have an issue with it um, and you just might simply be unaware, who knows? So just be kind and understanding um, to those that are um, committed to or trying out the gluten-free lifestyle. Yeah, this is not like, you know, keto or some of the other fad diets. Mm -hmm. This is not always a choice. But can you repeat those apps? You said gluten-free. Gluten-free scanner, GF scanner. Mm -hmm. It's red and white. And then find me GF. Um, okay, awesome. The tube. Yeah. All right. Um, and we will actually add that to our Facebook page, which yes. is a perfect segue. Um, we have a brand new Facebook page in case you were not aware, which means you didn't hear the last three episodes. So you might want to go back and catch up on those because they are really, really good. Yes. Of course, you know, we may be a little biased. Um, our <laughs> Facebook group is called Two Healthy Chicks, and that's two with the number. So not the word, number two, and it's just like our name, it's a VIP group. So we have a call to action for you today. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is two steps. Once again, this is coming a theme with us now. Yes. Um, share one aha moment from today regarding the gluten-free lifestyle. And two, 
share whether or not you are currently living the gluten-free lifestyle or have experimented with it because we'd love to get your feedback. Um, tell us about it again in our Facebook group, Two Healthy Chicks with the number two. Um, and I mean, you'll just find other people like yourself that are taking steps to put healthy habits little by little into our lives. And, you know, just like at the top of the, the show, I mentioned how I kind of looked at you sideways when you said gluten-free. <laughs> it wasn't uh -huh. so much that I thought you were crazy for mentioning that. I just thought the idea of me ever attempting something like that was crazy because i'm gotcha. like you know what? i don't have i barely have time to cook a meal period mm -hmm. i might cook twice a week <laughs> so yes that and this is what i'm saying like i'm so glad that we talked about this during this episode because it is a scary topic and i don't mean scary like ooh, you know boogeyman scary but you hear it and you automatically dismiss it because the potential of it just being such a daunting topic is there. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate yeah. your expertise and I appreciate you sharing your story with our guests with me. Always learn something new. So our APOD yes. product of the day, it is, what is it, Jenny? It is the Arbonne 30, uh, 30 Days to Healthy Living. Yes. So 30 Days to Healthy Living is a program that offers support, accountability, and the point is to successfully, as you can see on the screen, successfully create habits that can become a healthy lifestyle. You get everything you need for 30 days, including a coach like us. To help you make those changes if you're on facebook you get to join a community of over three thousand people who are on the same journey so talk about accountability like you know this isn't just like oh i have a gym partner your gym partner gets sick you're probably not gonna go to the gym no there's three thousand other people there to be like nope let's go let's go mm -hmm. so again that's if you're on facebook if you're not on facebook mm -hmm. don't worry you can still get the information because we are here for you um, so not only do you have us as a coach, but you also in that community have a number of other consultants that are always there and ready. So what I'd like you to do, and this is to the listeners, ask yourself if you experience any of the following. And I'm going to go through these somewhat slowly so you can actually reflect on whether or not you experience these. Because many times we normalize and don't acknowledge these feelings. All right? You ready? I'm ready. All right. Bloating. I'll wait. <laughs> you've got you've to watch it. Like, if you're listening to it, you actually have to watch it also. The overlay is <laughs> hilarious. Feeling foggy. Constipation and or diarrhea. Craving sugar. Craving caffeine. Food cravings. <laughs> Again, the photo is up. Our producer is on it. <laughs> food cravings, especially those fake processed foods like Gotta have those onion rings. Gotta have mm. one. Mm. Yeah, definitely want to catch this one in the visual. Not able to sleep through the night. 
I can probably count so many. I'm not even just going to, yeah, so many people. Probably more people that I know than not have trouble through the night. Lacking energy. Feeling anxious. Skin concerns. And unwanted weight. Now, if you did not find at least one of those symptoms that you are experiencing, if you didn't find anything in that list, number one, you don't live in this country, or number two, you are already on the 30 days to healthy living. One of the two, because otherwise it's just impossible as far as I'm concerned. But you know, I, I <laughs> so the reason I list those is because this is exactly what the 30 days addresses. Like this is essentially an easy button to bring more health into your life. And it just, the program can show you how great you were meant to feel. And I'm so emphatic about it because yes, Jenny, as you mentioned, I talked about this in earlier episodes. I know what I was feeling like. I know. And I actually experienced it again this past weekend because I ended up having to actually take medication um, that I have not had in over a year in addition to how, like, how healthy I've been over the past few months. And on top of that, I ended up having an awful meal because we ended up at a restaurant that we didn't plan on being at. Um, and it was just, it was too much for my system. I spent all weekend, like, in the bed. It, it was terrible. So, yeah, this program will literally show you how great you were meant to feel. And I will get off my soapbox now. Oh, but it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Random fact, Jenny, what you got? All right. So since we've been talking gluten-free all the time, I'll go back to the days before I was gluten-free and just saying my favorite snack growing up, even in college was Cheez-Its and goldfish. <laughs> like, you like, oh yes. I mean, my yeah. parents would send me with a big thing of goldfish. <laughs> yes. Goldfish. Oh my gosh. No, they like, they no. are not only, they would send that with me to college. Like it is not only for toddlers. I mean, I, we even were talking with a random mom about it in the target aisle and target the other day, like about Jesus. So that that's my blast from the past, but those days are done. <laughs> Yeah, yes. we we had a cheese it versus cheese it thing in our household growing up. If oh, no, mom, yeah, no, if if mom came home with cheese nips, it was a problem. Like that is a problem. <laughs> I get yeah. you. Got it. Yeah. Yep, I'm right there with you. All right, mine again. Since we were talking about a gluten free lifestyle, my random fact is that when I was in elementary school, I loved Twinkies. Mm. So those things that have like, yes, you can see the picture there, that have the shelf life of like Noah. A thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> things that you should not be putting in your body. Nothing should last that long. And in the words of our producer, the great Doc P, mm -hmm. those things will last longer than the houses in which we live. Just saying, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> for our random facts. Jenny, once again, I thank you for being so, so open today. Um, thanks for shedding a little bit of light on living gluten-free. I mean, I know that we can talk more and more and more about it, but we really hope that you've gotten a few nuggets um, from our conversation mm -hmm. today, as usual. 
I hope it's been helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate you. So I am Ayana. And I am Jenny. And we are two healthy chicks providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. Thanks for listening to us on SM Enlightenment Radio. Have a great whatever you're having. Have a great night. Bye.